holy chatter and let's welcome ourselves back to our learning. We are going to move forward full speed ahead. Every day, God willing, two halachos from Sunday to Thursday. <clears throat> Please remember to share this with your friends. Listen every day. Listen to as much as you can. If you can't do it every day, whenever you could do it, it's amazing to learn these two halachos every day. I'm telling you, it opens the shefa. It's not me, but it's the promises the Chazal bring down and the Rabbanim bring down that a person that learns two halachos of Shemitah a day opens for them shefa abundance in their life and blessing in their life so for two three minutes a day it's a it's a very big it's a very big deal that you're just learning the halachos you're just learning them you're just becoming aware of the fact that uh, our speech is very very uh, crucial to our life so he starts off here and he talks about constructive purpose okay he says that yosef revealed his wrongdoings to his brother's wrongdoings to his father right and why was this considered lashon hara yosef's intentions were pure he wanted his father to influence his brothers to change, right? But the Chavit Chaim explains that Yosef didn't fulfill one important requirement for speaking for a constructive purpose. And what was that requirement that he did not fulfill? He didn't didn't fulfill that he first had to reprimand his brothers himself before speaking against them. Okay, that's something really big. Before we go to somebody and tell them about someone else and tell them, go talk to her, you know, go, t- go tell him. Go tell him to stop acting that way, doing that thing, you know, working in, in business the way they were acting or with their wife or with their husband. Go tell them this is what they're doing. Before you go and tell someone else to influence them for the better, you need to speak to them directly first. As a result, his brothers would have explained their seemingly inappropriate behavior. Then Yosef would, ha- would not have to speak Lashon Hara and would have thus avoided angering his brothers. Consequently, the whole Mechiras Yosef would have been averted. Okay, The whole thing would have been not there if he would have spoken to them directly. Okay, so he says over here that omitting even one halacha of proper speech can have detrimental consequences. So today we're going to be learning about instances of relaying information for a constructive purpose when additional conditions must be met. So which means, many people assume that since their purpose in talking negatively is to influence someone to change, they may relay any information to whomever they choose. This is false. Okay, just because you want to help someone doesn't mean that you can go and tell anyone about what's going on in their life, what they're doing wrong, what they're involved in, you can't. How should you proceed? Okay? If you know that someone is disregarding a mitzvah or Torah value and you want to help him correct his ways. Okay, so you know that someone is doing something that they're not supposed to be doing halakhically, spiritually, okay, and you want them to change their ways. Okay, so he brings down two different scenarios. Scenario number one is you're a high school teacher and you hear that your student is talking, is cursing, okay? She has a problem with cursing. So there's a few things. First of all, you have to verify that the information is 100% true. Second of all, you must approach her and have a conversation with her, try to influence her to change, okay? So number three is if it's not effective, then you could tell someone else who will have an influence on her, for example, her parent, her principal, okay? But before you do that, the five requirements have to be met. You're not allowed to exaggerate. Your intention has to be for her benefit, not to give her a bad name, okay? Um, She must respect the person that you're sending to her. If you're going to send to her someone that she doesn't respect, doesn't listen to, then you're not allowed to do that. You have to send someone to her after you already try to approach her that can have an impact on her, that she respects. Number four, the person that you're sending to her has to trust you. 
Okay, someone that you have a relationship with also that trusts what you're saying to them. And that's someone that's, you know, going to take what you're saying, go to her and say, you heard what happened, you heard what this person said about you, they're telling me this and this and this about you behind your back. You know, not like that. Someone that also respects you, someone that this person also, that she also respects. Okay, and five is that the person that you're sending to her may not spread the information further. If this person has a loose tongue, then it would be forbidden to tell her the information. Okay, if the principal, the parent, whoever you're sending to her to help her out of this rut is someone that has a loose tongue and is just going to keep going and the principal is going to, you know, call other girls into her office and tell her, oh, she has, she has a problem with cursing, stay away from her, whatever it is, that's the wrong person. You can't trust her with this information, okay? And then he gives a word of caution. He says, beware, you may not relay this information to anyone else. For example, to any other teacher in the teacher's room, or you may not tell the other principal, I was having some problems with her since I couldn't get through to you. I settled the matter with, other, with the other principal. Okay, will such comments help in the process of influencing this girl to change? No. Okay, so you tell one person, if you don't, if you see that, first of all, you know the information is 100% true, you approach them yourselves, you see that it's falling on deaf ears, you send someone that you know is going to have a good impact on them, and then you have to meet the five requirements. And we said again, that you're not allowed to exaggerate, that it's her for her, that's for a person's benefit, and not just talk gossip, okay, that you, the person must respect the person that you're sending to them, this person that you're sending to them must respect and trust you, okay, and this information cannot go any further past these three people. People, you, the person that you're sending, and the person themselves. And example number two is that you are told that your brother is not davening properly. Okay? These are spiritual examples. The, the things that people are having a hard time with is like spiritual stuff. Okay? Here is with the cursing. Now it's with the davening. So number one, what you, how, do you, how do you handle it? You must verify that it's 100% true. You must approach your brother and try to explain to him the importance of tefillah. If this is not effective, you could tell a parent, his rav, However, you may not exaggerate. Your intention must be for the sole purpose of influencing your brother to change, not to spread gossip or rumors about him. The Rav must be someone your brother respects. The Rav has to trust you. The Rav cannot repeat the information further. Okay? So even in the event that all these requirements are met, you do not have the license to freely discuss your brother's problem with your spouse, other siblings, or anyone else. Okay, and this is what we this is what we're learning today. So it's really really important that when you're helping someone, and you want someone to you know you want to have an impact on someone, and you see that they're going down the wrong path in life. It's really important to know and crucial to know how to go about doing that. And if we know how to go about doing that, we'll have extra siyat dishmaya, and and really really being successful in in our endeavors and hoping and hopefully getting the other person to make a better change, make take a turn for the right in their lives. Have a good night.